0: Today on the show, I'm happy to have Jeremy Corden. He's the founder of Goldback, the world's first physical interchangeable gold money. Now, before this startup, number three, there were two startups that didn't work. So what happened there and had luck play a role in this third venture? It's funny that you bring that up. Anyone looking at Goldback, it's a $100 million
1: company now. We've got over a million clients. I've been trying to do something like Goldback for a long time. And before Goldback, I was running a company called Quintric, and we were looking at bankruptcy. We we were losing so much money, and we had a great idea. What we wanted to do is we wanted to make gold easy to use as money. And our plan to do that is we're going to take an ounce of gold, we're going to split it into a thousand pieces and digitize it. And then we're going to use a crypto blockchain to live stream a vault against those holdings. That was the plan. And we'd raised millions of dollars for this effort. I was the president of the company. I was 27 years old. This is the first time ever had to really run and head a company. We had maybe six or seven people on our marketing team or going to all these events. And initially we had a little bit of success. We were selling hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of these tokens, but the math wasn't adding up our, we costed way more money. Per month and we were bringing in, our runway was running out and make matters worse, we were spending a lot of money on legal fees because the government was cracking down on crypto companies. And we had to do all sorts of things to deal with the subpoenas and the compliance and the investors that were scared and everything else. So it wasn't, it really wasn't easy
0: at all. So what changed with this venture that kind of luck was on your side? Yeah, I read this book
1: called Outliers. And usually when you find a successful company or a really successful person, there's some element of luck, right? There's at least a little bit. Our lucky break is I found Valorum. That's our printing company for Goldback. I found them at an event we were doing for Quintric, And they basically made the product in the physical form that we were trying to sell in the digital form. And the biggest problem that we had isn't that people weren't interested in gold. People would say something along the lines of, it's not that I don't trust you, Jeremy. That's great that you want to vault all the gold for this cryptocurrency. I don't trust the government. Because as soon as you hit about a billion dollars in your vault, what's going to stop them from rolling through the wall in with a tank and taking all of it and making my tokens worthless? And there really wasn't a good answer to that because it's a real risk. Our manufacturing company, Valorum, they made a very small physical, non-counterfeitable kind of gold product, and they just sold novelty products. In fact, I bought one the first time I met them, and I, I keep it in my wallet. So this is the kind of stuff that they used to that they used to make. Right? So this is a tenth of a gram. Now, where my lucky break was is that in 2018. I was six months away from them having the technology to go down to a thousandth of an ounce, which is about a $4 product. So I helped them raise a little bit of money. I got very invested in them. I was also the right guy in the right place at the right time. And that's how we are able to set up Goldback as a separate company and short up our vaulting company because this was a new product for them that brought in enough revenue to, to balance the books. That company was looking at bankruptcy too. The company's Alpine Gold was my day job. And our big special was you could buy gold at a zero spread. So you could buy a whole bunch of gold coins or now gold backs or silver coins. And normally if you buy gold anywhere, there's a spread, right? You could pay a thousand bucks. If you had to sell it the same day, you're going to lose one, two, three, four, five 5%, something like that. Our special was we'd do a zero spread for up to $10,000 in a 30 day period. But because we did that, we didn't generate a lot of revenue. And because we didn't generate a lot of revenue, it was very anemic growth. Everything was on a shoestring budget. We didn't have very many employees. We couldn't pay anybody very much because we really only made money when we sold new gold and it, it was a great offering, but it just, it
0: didn't make for a great business. So that was the other business that was struggling. So with Goldback and these this new type of product, why would somebody choose something like that versus a classic coin? That depends what your goal
1: is. A lot of people buy Goldbacks because they envision using this as money. If you wanted to use a Gold coin, what's that worth? Like 2000 bucks? How are you going to trade that? Your best play is to trade it in for dollars and then to spend those dollars. People that are buying gold Goldbacks, they're trading in Gold directly. And we're finding that the acceptance rate for gold backs is way higher than we thought. People are trading with these all over the world. And what you have is its interchangeable denominations, right? So the five is equivalent to five of these ones in weight and value.
0: So it's a very cash-like form of gold that people can use. So how are they transacting currently? Because it's not like I can bring that to the grocery store right now. You can bring it to the farmer's market. And if you talk to the small business
1: owner, you're going to have about an 80% success rate in any farmer's market. So yeah, maybe not Walmart or or Whole Foods. You can buy them on walmart.com. But we're finding that about half of small business owners when approached and asked if they'd take payment in gold are willing to take payment in gold backs. Now that's Utah. It's in Oregon. I did about 100 different businesses and found that the acceptance rate was like 30%. So it varies from state to state. But people that are worried about a future where the dollar doesn't have any purchasing power. If you buy gold coins, fine, but you're not going to spend those gold coins. You're going to turn them in for future dollars. You're going to get taxed. And whatever else happens when you do that trade, people buying gold backs, they're using gold backs instead of dollars with small business owners. That's what we're seeing. And it, it's really growing. We've sold. By any metric, Goldback is the most successful local currency in American history. We've got over a million users. We've sold over $80 million worth of Goldbacks in just a few years.
0: So how does Goldback move to a national level and then a global level?
1: Yeah, that's that's a fair question. My biggest problem has been supply constraints. I can't make as many Goldbacks as there is market demand. So I haven't really marketed them hardly at all. A lot of the marketing is when these podcasts and word of mouth and YouTube videos, but there hasn't been a whole lot of conventional marketing campaigns for goldbacks because we have a hard time keeping them in stock. These are made through state-of-the-art vacuum deposition technology. It's hard to make a lot of these. It's hard to scale up manufacturing. So right now, it's just early days for backs. In terms of scaling up, it's gonna take several years. That's going to take three to six years before we're able to produce a billion
0: dollars a month or a billion dollars every three months. It's just, it's not there yet. So what's the ideal vision for gold backend and and this product?
1: I think the problem that we're facing with our money is that our money is constantly losing value. Prices everywhere are going up. And the BRICS nations, they're talking about going to a a gold system or a gold-based currency. But any gold-based currency done by a government up until this point is basically Quintric. It's the company that I ran. It's, hey, we have gold in a vault and here's a token and you can turn it in for gold in the vault. And the question is, what if there's no gold in the vault? You always had, a, had to have a system like that because you couldn't do this. So I think what we're going to see is in the next five years is you're gonna to start to see central banks experimenting with this technology. And by the way, the central banks own something like a third of the gold in the world. Yeah, they have the gold to put these into circulation as money. I think that's what you're going to start to see. Probably foreign central banks. And I think in 20 to 30 years from now, this will be the
0: only type of circulating money in the world. How flexible is that? Okay, so you can put it in your wallet, and you can bend it, you can...
1: Yeah, this one was bent in a wallet for... Seven years.
0: All the gold's still in it. So they're is, done. The, is the cost of production for something like that higher than our classical paper money? Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. It's substantially higher. But they've never been counterfeited for starters. You can make a hundred dollar bill. The cost of a hundred dollar bill, do you know what it is? Eight cents. No. That's eight cents. This guy right here, the 25 gold back, worth about $100. So $4 a gold back. Gold back's a thousandth of an ounce. So this is one fortieth of an ounce. And the cost to manufacture this is maybe 10 or 15% below what you pay for it. It's $85 compared to $0.08. Cents. Which one do you think is going to hold value long-term?
0: But how do you produce these on a mass scale with a production cost that high? Because this is, because this is the fix for hey, there's no IOU on this. is backed by gold. This is actual gold in the form of a bill. Now governments wouldn't like this because they can't print this stuff out of thin air. It has to be real gold. Yeah. No, no.